Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are anchor moms. Let's do it. <laughs> um, okay, I want to say good morning, which is what Karen always wants to say when she intros these. Because we record these. Right now it's 8.20 in the morning. Um, we always record them in the morning because that's what's always. convenient for our schedule. And then mm-hmm. we have to remind each other that, oh, wait, people are listening to this in the afternoon, yeah. Because to be honest, I never listen to podcasts in the morning, which I'm you just don't? now realizing that. No, oh. I never do. I ever. always listen to my podcast while I'm putting my makeup on oh. at like three, 3 in, the in the morning. So that is yeah for real. The morning. That's when I'm like, it's like good morning deep in the morning <laughs> time. Meanwhile, um, I'm listening to mine at like. 7 p.m. Okay. Well, so yeah. good morning, good afternoon, and good, good evening, evening, depending on what time Cover you were listening. Cover all the bases. Yeah, what time you were listening to um, this. Katie, it has been a rough couple weeks for both of us, right? Ooh. With um, And I know all of you mamas out there can relate. COVID, man. COVID. Ooh. I mean, we, it, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously COVID's not a new problem, but I would say it's been especially challenging for the two of us in the last two weeks, only interesting because neither of us have had COVID mm-hmm. or currently have COVID, yet it continues to have... Or s- any of our children. Or any of our children. It continues to have such a huge impact. It's just, you know what the thing about the COVID back to is? school. Yeah, it's back to school and it's mm-hmm. a domino effect. It really mm-hmm. sort of leaks into every avenue of your life. So if you're a mom right now, I mean, even if you're not a mom, you, you know this. So um, let's kick this off. Tell us about your COVID story. So yeah, so I... Um, it was over Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. and we got a um, email that Bennett's preschool was going to be closed for two weeks because of COVID. There had been a case in her school, not in her class, right? Um, and of course, they're very safe. Um, but you know, and it's one of those things I was thinking about it this morning. You want them to be safe, right? You want them to close 100%. out of every precaution, but you're still like, oh gosh, wasn't expecting right. that whammy. Um, and of course, it always comes when you have busy work weeks. Um, you know, and Gregory's job is just not quite as flexible. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and you know, I think most moms would agree. It just mostly falls on moms, which yeah. is fine, which is fine. Yeah. But, um, and the thing is with older kids, you know, with a four and a five, or how old are my kids? A five, five and, and six, six year old. Yep. Yes. Um, you know, they can play by themselves for a while. They're probably not going to hurt themselves, right? But with Bennett and River, too, like, you know, you, you can't really leave them. So oh, you can't? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I can't because um, uh, she will do something to hurt, her, you know, unintentionally hurt herself. Um, so anyway, so it's just been a challenge because when I'm trying to work from home and it's you got to love her, but it's every minute. Do you want to do this, mom? Do you want to do this? Do you want to read this story? Oh, do you want to do this tea party? Heart. Like, you know, and You're it's like, no, and no, I'm no. like, I actually have a lot of work to do. So it's been trying to literally I put her down for nap time and then I like run 
to my work desk right. and like try to get as much done as possible. And then even when I hear her start moving, I'm like, hmm, is she really out of the bed yet? Right. Can I get one more email sent before she gets out? It's been a, it's been a challenge. Yeah. It's been a very big challenge. Um, so we, I'm, but we're, I'm in the home stretch. A couple more days, and then preschool reopens. Uh, but you know, the thing is, this is going to keep happening. Well, that's what I was going to say, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But who? I, I mean, now you officially have three kids in school. Right. Who knows when the next right round happens? And I, we're here, and obviously, we're in Western North Carolina. You guys know that. We have had um, entire grades be sent home mm-hmm. and quarantined for two weeks mm-hmm. here in Western North Carolina because of an exposure. Um, so, I mean. And again, you want, you know, we want them to be safe. 100%. Of course. You know, I'm glad that they're being so cautious about this. But it is, it's, it's you know what's hard is just like, I, I don't want to plan anything over the next few months because I'm like, who knows when we're going to get that right. email that like Ella Ray's class has to right. quarantine or Henry's class. Um, so you're just living kind of on eggshells, like waiting for the, you know, right. the next thing to happen and you have to keep your kid home. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I, and you know, fortunately I have a pretty flexible schedule, um, with working from home, but it's, gosh, it's just, it's hard on parents. Even my doctor the other day said, yeah, all parents, all parents are just tired. Yeah. I think you know? that's a hundred percent true. I mean, we, so I, we had our first COVID scare, uh, just last week, we recorded on, mm-hmm. I think we recorded on Thursday, and then I got a phone call. I actually got a text um, from one of our friends who also sends uh, their daughter to the same preschool as River saying, oh, she she has a fever. You might want to check River. So sure enough, I te- I'm, you know, I'm at work, so I text mm-hmm. home to, to talk to my nanny and my husband. I'm like, yeah, River has a little bit of fever. Nope, keep her home. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got home, she was legit sick, legit had a fever, mm. threw up into my hair. Oh, I was like, okay, okay, so you were like legit sick. And of course, I, I have to, you got to do a COVID test. Right. Finding these at-home COVID tests. Yes, it's tough. Uh, the, I don't, again, I, where, I don't know where you are, listener, but it they're not easy to get here in Western North Carolina. At, at that day, and this was about, I guess, almost, um, almost two weeks ago now, you, you, I was having a hard time finding them. Mm-hmm. I texted Karen, like, hey, where can I? And I ended up, you ended up dropping one off in my mm-hmm. mailbox, but I ended up, they would only allow me to get one, uh-huh. which of course you're like, if I'm giving my three-year-old a COVID test, shouldn't we all be taking, like, right, I feel right. like I should take a COVID test. Brian should take a COVID test. But they would only let me buy one because, you know, they, so many people Limited are coming supply. in and buying. So anyway, long story short, let me just tell you, putting that thing up your three-year-old's nose, Mm-mm. that is a mm-hmm. challenge in and mm-hmm. of itself. Mm-hmm. She ended up testing negative, but here's like here's the kind of the tricky part. Um, I called her pediatrician to say, hey, should I get a, a PCR test, which is, of course, the, you know, the, the test they do in the doctor's office. They send it away. She said, honestly, don't bother because the PCR tests here in Asheville were taking five days mm. because they are just overwhelmed with testing. So – she recommended that I do another at-home test the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I had to call in to work the next day mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't be totally sure right, right. that River didn't have COVID and therefore I didn't have a COVID exposure. Now, as of right now, as of this recording, everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. All of her tests have been negative. She's back at school. But I will just tell you, again, it's a domino effect. Nobody right. had COVID, but boy, oh boy, it's it's rough out there. And I, you know, if you're a parent... I I don't I I don't have any advice other than to say that I think every single person is dealing with this and man. Well, you know, it's funny. I a couple of weeks ago before our covid scare, which I should say too, obviously Bennett didn't have it either. Um, but uh 
Yeah, so I had looked online and Amazon had had some of yes. those COVID Did tests. you end up getting it? Because you did text me. So I looked and the day I looked, they were like $20. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And this was before, I think it was like right when school started. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe I should get a couple. And I was like, oh, I'll do it later, you know. And uh, then I had to go get a couple. Um and I went to the drugstore, and like you said, they were limiting how many, and there was like multiple parents lined up, yeah. like ready to go when they opened to get these tests. Ugh. And so then I went back on Amazon to buy some, and of course they're gone. Like oh, literally really? gone. And I've searched every day since, and they're just not, you can't even like, it won't and even it, pop And it's up. tough. We just did a story uh, here yes. locally mm-hmm. that it is hard to get COVID tests right mm-hmm. now. because, And I think you're 100% right. I think it's kids going back to school. And you mm-hmm. can never be too sure. You ha- It's a sniffle. Rivers, right. I think, was just preschool crud. But you have one sniffle and you feel obligated to use one of these tests. So, Well, that's the thing. You, know, you never want to be that person who brings it in, who spreads it, right? 100%. So you want to be safe. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, in a different day and time, I would have sent my kid to school yeah. with a sniffle any old day, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which, this leads us right into our first article. So let's okay. just get into it. Um, how to keep your child safe from the Delta variant. This is from NPR. Um, and I thought this had some really good advice. Uh, and what was interesting is they talked to health experts, doctors, who are also parents. Mm-hmm. So these are people who aren't speaking about this, you know, and have no clue what we're really dealing with. Right. These are people who have little kids themselves who aren't vaccinated, right? Um, so it had, uh, let's see, five big questions. The first First one, what to do if a kid wakes up with the sniffles? What if my child tests positive for COVID? What kind of what about masks for kids? And so it had a couple of different questions. I wanted to talk about a few of them because I thought these were ones that I have been wondering myself. So what do you do if a kid wakes up with the sniffles? Because as we just mentioned, it's just such a gray area, yeah. right? Well, these folks say that really it comes back to exposure. Have they been exposed? So you know, for Bennett and River that that week, you know, there had been an exposure possibly. So yes, we should have been cautious and kept them home and had them tested, which we did. Um, but if they haven't been in, if there hasn't been an exposure, you can kind of stand down a bit, is what it sounded okay. like to me, right? Um, no, they do say you should have a testing plan in place. Um, so if you can find some tests. Um, send them to Katie and I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, right? um, keep them in your house and have them ready to go. Um, and it said, don't send them back to school. I thought this was interesting. Regardless of whether or not they have COVID, don't send them back if they're coughing or sneezing. Yeah. And so he, this is why I think I've been, you know, don't come to work sick. Don't mm-hmm. go to the center. Because this is the problem. Like, you don't want to be sick, period. And that was even before COVID. You don't want to get a cold. You don't want to get whatever. But now, again, like I just said, because of the domino effect, mm-hmm. a sniffle is just no longer a sniffle it creates right. such a a hullabub in, in, hullabub yeah. is that a word hullabub I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. you know what I mean you chaos. know what I mean chaos. it just creates chaos in people's mm-hmm. lives so it's almost like yeah like even if it's just preschool crud don't do it don't send your kid to school mm-hmm. because you the next know. person who gets that preschool crud has to go through the same thing you did to verify mm-hmm. that it is not indeed COVID Yes. yes, exactly. And so the next question, what if my child tests positive for COVID, oh. um, which is, you know, of course, everyone's nightmare. Um, this says don't panic. Um, and I thought this was good advice. It said, you know, for most kids, they're going to be OK. So don't necessarily hit the panic button right away. Um, but figure out who will take care of who. I thought this was interesting. Divide the house if you can to limit spread. So like um, the doctor answering this question, it was a, a couple who had two kids. So they were like, we've already got our plan figured out. We'll have one parent per kid Ooh. and like these this half stays in this part of the house and this half stays in the other 
Um, uh, you know, of course, try to filter the air, keep windows open if you can, and then test the rest of the household. The CDC is saying three to five days um, after exposure, which is what we did with um, Bennett as well because she didn't have any symptoms. So um, that's a note as well of when you should test after exposure. Um, what kind of mask should you wear? I like this. Just one that they'll keep on, right? Like, I, let's I know, be real. right? Yeah. Um, and then I thought this was kind of a silly question, to be honest. Is it okay to hug your kids when they're sick with COVID? I mean, are you really not going to hug your kid well, when they're sick? Well, and I think that's what they're saying is, I mean, especially when your kid is sick. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it said, of course, if they're older, like a teenager maybe, and they don't want to hug you anyway. I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I don't know what and that's then in like. that case, they're like, thank God I may have yeah, a COVID exposure right, because I don't yeah. have to submit to a be hug near, from, my, my from my mother. Um, yeah. But it also mentioned here, which I thought was another good nugget, um, you are most contagious the first five days that you have COVID. Um, and then the last question, what to do if your child is sent home from school after a COVID exposure? Of course, quarantine, mask, watch for symptoms, test. Test. I thought this was interesting. It suggested wearing a mask. Everybody wear a mask in your house. I know it's so difficult. Which seems crazy. You know, it's not a bad idea though. Um, mm. But I, I that it's hard. that would be hard. That it did hard. give me some reassurance to say, um, you know, you can't send the other kids to school if one kid had an exposure, yeah. right? So you don't have to necessarily keep everybody home. So again, this is information coming from um, some health experts who are also parents. And um, it's an NPR article. NPR article, yeah. Um, which So just hopefully that helps as we all navigate this. It gave me a little bit of insight and a little bit more info as to what I should do because I think that's the thing. It's just there's so many questions, yeah. um, and we just don't know what to do. And, of course, we want to keep everybody safe. Of course, our kiddos and uh, all the adults as well. But um, – yeah, there's just a lot. And I think we've seen just here at the TV station, seeing the local um, public schools trying to navigate this, mm. my heart really goes out to them. Yeah. The, these folks who are making these decisions, the school board members, um, you know, the <clears throat> teachers, the staff, the parents. So we've seen a lot of school districts. Um, I'm thinking about Asheville City in particular here, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you and I both live uh, in that school district. They've been, I, I thought it was interesting, they have posted or they've been sending out all of these scenarios and here's mm-hmm. what they expectation is and really clarifying so obviously Mm -hmm. find out what your school's district or system Mm -hmm. is doing Mm -hmm. and um kudos to those kudos to those poor staff members who are trying to figure out i um i actually interviewed one of the folks over at Asheville city schools for a story and you could just feel yeah how much it's weighing on Uh, her like i i don't even know how they're making these decisions and you know of course they're trying to navigate parents who feel differently about different things and just trying to make the best decisions when in some cases there's guidance but in other cases you know there's a lot of gray area here like what about the playground like what if you're you know know. and it changes I hate to say uh, you know that's the thing about COVID Uh, it was we didn't know anything about COVID uh, a year 18 months ago and the the information that we have is always evolving which makes it difficult one of the things that really my favorite part about this article is it says um, it's talking about somebody who has a three-year-old and she says um, the pandemic has driven home to her that we really rely on the decisions that other people Mm. make Mm-hmm. She wants to make sure that she's making good decisions to prevent other children and parents potentially from getting sick. So that's the thing is, you know, yeah. if you're kidding about your neighbor. This, yeah, like you have to think about not just yourself, but you have to think about the other kids in your mm-hmm. your kids' class and the other parents and, you know, what a chain effect would have mm-hmm. on their lives. And sometimes that's hard because it's you want to be selfish and life, life and work and school is right, complicated. Right. So, And you never know who they have at home. Right. You right. never know right. what, what relatives right. they're, they're close to. Right. So, yeah. But stay safe, basically, is the gist of this. And uh, we hope that gives you a little bit more um, 
guidance, I yeah. guess, as to how yeah. to navigate this. Yeah, I mean, this. and uh, good luck to you because we're yeah. we're in the mud as well. my friends. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Scary Mommy. I always love um, this website. My daughters won't stop <sighs> body shaming me. When you read this, what'd you think? I was so mad. I was like, oh. You know, I can and I totally also, see this happening. Now, kids are so oblivious. I was so mad. And I also now will not let my girls grow up to be teenagers. Oh, well, these, uh, by the way, happen. these kids aren't even teenagers. They're eight oh, and yeah. six. They're younger than teenagers. They're, one of these girls is Ella Ray's age. age. Okay, never mind. Um, I won't. I don't know what I'm going to do then. Yeah, sorry. You're <laughs> out of luck. It's over. Um, so this is a mom. She's saying um, that she has struggled her entire life with body issues. Um, she said she's hyper aware of her issues. They started when she was a kid. Her parents never said anything bad about her body, but they made it very clear when she was growing up that being beautiful meant being thin and that being overweight meant that you were lazy. And so she's had, she's suffered from some disordered eating. It's really stuck with her. Um, and uh, so she said, she also says that she and her husband, he knows that this is a trigger for her. They have talked about, they don't use the word fat in her house. Um, when her, her two girls use that, they they correct them. She doesn't diet in front of her kids. She doesn't weigh herself in front of her kids. They do not participate in any kind of that language whatsoever. And when they compliment their girls, they make sure it doesn't have anything to do with weight. Your mm-hmm. hair is beautiful. Your eyes are beautiful, but nothing to do with their body. With their body. Shape, yep. Yeah. Um, so the, all of that being said, her eight-year-old and six-year-old have started what she calls tag-teaming her. Not said with maliciousness, although I'm skeptical. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Um, she says they the comments that they make are more observational than anything else. For example, is your butt going to fit in that chair? Because uh. it's big. Are you going to break that pole floaty? Because you're heavy. Your legs look weird and big in that. You look like you're pregnant. Why is your tummy so big? And she said that it's really taken a toll mm. on her. The other day, she talks about she was getting ready for an anniversary dinner with her husband. And that day, her her daughter made some comment on her legs, and it ruined her day. And um, I think the gist, basically the gist of this is that she's just trying to figure out how to navigate this without making her daughters feel bad um, and maybe train them that, you know, this is not okay behavior, and she doesn't want them to have the same issues as she does. Right. And she says, if I admit that it bothers me, yeah. it shows them that – big or heavy is bad so she doesn't want to say that but listen here's the thing that's tough for me about this it feels like they did everything right yeah you know like they they don't talk about bodies she said they don't even talk about strangers or celebrities bodies like there's no mention of Mm -hmm. any of that like they're very Mm -hmm. good about Mm -hmm. the right language doing the right things to raise these girls and then they still end up right doing this it makes me so mad at these girls um and she she just doesn't know how to how to navigate this. Like, what does she do? I think she's doing all the right things, but I think uh, I mean those are. But I think she so needs to mean. say something. I think she what needs she to say? say. I think she needs to say this is not appropriate. You cannot speak to me. You this cannot way. say that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, but I think you're right. Though she brings up a good point is when she lets her girls know that, oh, like you think my butt is big and big butts nece- like hurt that hurts. Well, it's, it's something mm-hmm. shameful, mm-hmm. and so then her girls learn. Well, I wonder if she could bring it up as more like this don't is say not those kind of thing. Yeah, this is not appropriate to say to anyone. It doesn't bother me, but it might bother someone else right. or something like that. Right. right? Like you cannot in general talk about these types of things or make these types of rude Ooh, comments. This is um but I mean, you know, I could totally see River not not to this extent, but I could hear her say, you know, because kids have no filter. 
Right. That's right. the problem. <clears throat> but do you have a filter when you're eight or six? I don't know. Do you feel like Ella Ray has a filter? Uh, I feel like Ella Ray has a filter. Well, I, she's just, yeah. She's I like an know. old soul. She is. She's a little mature. Um, I think she's starting to figure yeah. that out. I think she's starting to. Um, I think by eight you do, right? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, I don't. This I, just makes me sad. It is sad and it feels mean. I, this is what always scared me about having a girl is. Yeah. I just feel like you you cross over into, you know, girls are so sweet when they're little. And then yeah. you start getting into that pre-teen, mm. I don't know what happens. Ugh. I'm just going to fast forward to that stage. Right. And the tough thing is, and this woman, this is her position exactly. Like you don't, how do you navigate this without giving the wrong impression or saying the wrong thing yeah. to make them conscious of their body. But you you know what I mean? It's just such a fine line. Ugh. Well, I mean, maybe she should say, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's like you just say like, hey, man, cut it out. Yeah. Like that's not the it's way not, we talk to mom. Yeah. 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 Or anyone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Good luck to her. Good, Good luck, luck to you. Good yeah. luck. Mom's the word. Okay, this is a mom's um, that I've really been enjoying lately. Um, Now, this is something that, of course, um, I'm pregnant and cannot drink. So I have discovered a non-alcoholic line of beverages that I love. Really? Yes. I was at your house on Sunday. This is funny. I was over in Karen's backyard on Sunday, and um, Greg made um, Brian and I margaritas. And Mm -hmm. Karen was like, hey, can you grab me one of those IPAs in there? And I saw Brian, like, look at me like – is Karen really going to drink like oh an IPA? She's like, crazy. Non-alcoholic. Just non-alcoholic. Is that what you're going with it? Yes, okay. yes. It's okay. non-alcoholic. Calm down. I'm not doing anything bad. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but they have no, uh, beers and wines. They have a bubbly rosé. It's called Groovy, by the way. G-R-U-V-I. Okay. And everything you can buy online. Um so you just, I, I just treat myself to a little box of to a little something IPA. whenever I, I need need it. Um, they have a new peach pie ale. What? That was really good. And it's funny because, you know, normally if you're pregnant or have been or have tried non-alcoholic beers, you know that they're normally pretty awful. Yeah, they're crap. Um, but these are pretty good. And in fact, Gregory actually tried a sip of the, the IPA the other day and was like, oh, that's not that bad. And really? I was like, I know. And I'm it's just skeptical. nice to be... It's nice to be drinking something, to right? Feel like, like socially, you're, part of you're just like drinking something. Um, but here's what why I wanted to bring it up because I thought this was interesting. So I went on their website. I, th- I don't know how it popped up, but I became aware of it. I went on their website, and they have all these stories, um, and so the the like personal stories. And so mm-hmm. one of them was about um, a girl who was like a college athlete, but always drank. And anyway, blah blah blah. Realized later in life that sh- alcohol was really ruining her life. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, really, it's not that good for anybody, to be honest. But you know, and 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 um, with you know, in moderation, it's fine, Correct. obviously. But okay. Anyway, you know, where I'm going with this. So she ended up switching to this groovy line, and now this is all she drinks, and she only drinks non-alcoholic, even though she's not pregnant or anything, right? Um, and loves it. And so there's all these other stories. And so when you go to buy your your beverage, right, it says like. Are you trying to, you know, cut alcohol oh, out of your to life? Figure it out. Yeah, Is there a pregnant there's like button? a survey. Yeah, so it says like, are you trying to cut alcohol out? Are you wanting to like cut out calories? Yeah. Like, what's oh, kind well, of that your? What was my question? <clears throat> are there fewer calories in this? 
60 calories for each. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, even if you're not, my point is, even if you're not pregnant, if you're trying to like cut back during the week or like cut down on your drinking, I think it's a great alternative because yeah. it's still something that you can have besides water. Um, right? But it's not, it's And you can still hang out. Alcohol. Like you put your little right. IPA in a koozie this and you, Sunday and it's like you still feel like you're yeah. participating. But one of the buttons was, um, I still like uh, something like, I'm making a baby, but I still like alcohol. Uh, and you're like, <laughs> check. I was like, that would be me. Um, anyway, so if you are interested in this, if you just want to try it out, um, no, Groovy, I love it. And I've been, I've been meaning to ask you about it, so I'm glad it's your mom's yeah. because now I know like, what's I, up. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Okay. So our third article today. This one is from The Atlantic. I am – I – this article I sent to um, my husband um, mm. as well as saving up for anchor moms because I think this is because I'm a millennial, even though Karen disagrees because she thinks we're too old to be millennials. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. I am. Oh, I always work for me is something that I always want to be passionate about and believe in, and I'm always trying to be. I want to feel good about my job and happy in my job. And I've talked about this with other people in my life, and I feel like our parents' generation, they were like, "What? it's a job. Like, why do you have this expectation that you're going to be happy? Mm-hmm. Like, this is – it's a job, and it's called Nine work to five. for a reason. Yeah. Like, just go and do it. Um, so this is – this guy's a professor. He also writes this column. Um, again, it's in um, – what did I say it was? It was in – Atlantic. The, the, thank you, in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his students ask him frequently – for career advice like what should I do what should I go into and so he starts the article with saying that Gallup does a poll every year with um, asking people how much do you like your job and the results have been surprising 89% of people in 2020 which was uh, during the pandemic during the pandemic where people were you know still dealing with COVID laid off working from home said that they were either completely or somewhat satisfied and it's this has been a surprising answer for him because you think no way 89% of people have are satisfied with their job how is that possible so he starts like delving into it and it turns out basically the gist is um, if you make a lot of money or you get raises that helps but the real way to be happy at your job is to put aside whether or not it's prestigious or it's using all your potential, and it just has to be rewarding. Mm -hmm. So your job satisfaction comes from people, values, and a sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And it has a little to do with the line of work that you are actually in, which I thought this was a little bit surprising, but also made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah, I love this article. Um, yeah. yeah, so it said it's not the what of the job, but the who and the why. Yeah. Um, and that really stuck out to me. Um, you know, it said that, you know, especially for young folks looking for a job, just getting started out, you want to look for the values and the culture that fits you, yeah. not necessarily, like, the title and, like, exactly what you're doing, right? Um and you want to have two things, an earned success, which is a sense of accomplishment, and service to others, which is a job that's making the world a better place, right? Which is what everybody wants to do. Um, I feel like, and Katie, I hope I'm not speaking for you here, but I think we're both lucky. I mean, I, I think both of us would say we have our dream jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is, is nice because, mm-hmm. as this article talks about, you don't always have to have your dream right. job to be happy. Um, I think we're lucky enough that we both do. I I have to say that even amid like the working mom stress and turmoil of life, I love my job. Yeah. I really do. And there are times when, of course, you're frustrated or overwhelmed. But there are times when 
I just get so happy. And I think it goes back to that satisfaction, the jobs, the earned success. Mm -hmm. And when you feel like you've done a good job with something, no matter what it is, if it's something small or if it's something big, you just feel good, right? You have that sense of like, I did something good today. I did a good job. I did the best that I could. And I'm proud of this product. Right. Um, So for me, I I thought it was very, uh, it was very, um, uh, you know, really echoed what I feel in my job and in my career that I just feel lucky to have something that I really care about. And I think it's good advice because I think mm-hmm. you grow up, you go to college, you invest all this time in your career because mm-hmm. you're looking for that perfect job or that perfect match. And again, this guy writes, this author writes, a better approach approach is to remain flexible on that exact job while searching for the values and culture that fit yours so again if you know um it doesn't necessarily have to be you don't have to just you don't have to go to law school and decide ultimately that like you want to be a corporate attorney maybe you're an attorney but you're doing something different than corporate law like you're Mm -hmm. flexible with what that Mm -hmm. is as long as it aligns with your values and and you know the spiritual influence you have in your life so yeah i think we're definitely lucky um this job is tough TV news is tough. You don't make much money. And especially when you're me right now, the hours are really hard. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, um, and Brian and I, like, always laugh about this. It's like this job is like a, a, you know, it's like I'll never leave it because I believe so much in it, sometimes Mm -hmm. to a fault. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think the other thing that it talks about, and I think we would both say we're lucky in this as well, is it's so much to do about your coworkers and your boss, right? The people you're surrounded by. Um, and I think that if we, you know, obviously if you have a boss who you don't get along with or coworkers, that makes it so much harder. And so, yeah, that all falls back to the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what exactly you're doing, right? Like you could be doing the exact same job. I could be at a different station right. and hate it because right. of my – Which we've been there. We, yeah. I have been yeah. there, by yeah. the way. Yep. Um, so, you know, you just have to surround yourself. And I think that's an, a piece of it too. Like if you are in one of those situations, leave. Like, you can find something else to right. do where you're happier. You just don't want to suffer. And I see this, if you're a newsie out there, I see this on a couple of um, Facebook mm-hmm. groups, like industry Facebook groups, where people are so believe so much in this job and this career and the mission of journalism, but are just – management is really bad. Mm-hmm. They do not feel like um, that the, the management is um, – that they're on the up and up, that they are – that they have good ethics – um, and they're drowning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the advice that other women are writing is get out. It's not right, worth right. your sanity. Um, so I don't know. Again, I and thought it, this was I thought this was great advice for folks who are either stuck in a job in which maybe you're making a ton of money and but you are so unhappy. I, mm-hmm, I feel like yeah. And let's be honest. Right now, there's a lot of job openings. Yeah. So if you want to, you know. Take a step back and try something different. Go for it. Because you just want to make sure you're happy in your job. That's right. Okay. Win of the week. So my win this week, uh, this is week, is this week two of preschool? This feels like the never ending. I don't know. I don't even know. Is it week three? No, I think it's week three for you, right? Yeah, it's week three. I I can't. I'm just, I can't even like keep it all straight. Yeah, it is week three. It's because it's week four for us for school and you started the week week after. Um, Okay, so uh, drop off is getting better. Yay. We, um, that's my win is that River has had a couple of good days. She has such separation anxiety, y'all. And it's the saddest thing. I, this is the other thing I was saying. We were going over to, again, Karen and Greg's on Sunday and Brian and I made the mistake of being like, hey, let's go, um, let's go like see some friends. You want 
to see some friends? And of course, we say that too when she goes to school. And she was like, immediately, no. Like, I don't want to see any, like, please don't leave me, mommy. I don't want to see any friends. And I was like, oh, this is a situation where I'm like, I'm not leaving you. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. going to school. And it just made me realize that she is really struggling with the separation stuff. But, in fact, while we're doing this podcast, I'm getting some texts from home saying that she – Drop-off was okay. That she is – yes, that she is rallying and doing well. So I'm feeling more positive about this whole – And she has a great teacher, which makes such a big difference. She has a great teacher. It's a great school. And honestly, this is what I have to remind Brian. This is – I mean, honestly, this – she has to go to preschool. This is for her, not for us. This is for her, not for us. Yeah. Um, So I think things are going better. What are you going to do? Like keep her home her whole life? Exactly. Well, I mean, you know that I would, right? I I mean, 100% would. But, yeah, I mean, that would not be a good strategy for anybody. Um, You know, it's funny, Katie – I didn't tell you this, but so um, Bennett, after you guys, I think it was either that night or yeah. the next day, said something about, oh, I loved playing with River. And I said, yeah. And she said, she really wanted her mom there. And, you know, she's two, so yeah. I don't think she could totally verbalize, but it was like she was conscious that River wanted her mom nearby. Yeah. And you could tell she was like, I don't really need you. Yeah. Well, like she was like, yeah, I don't, like, it was just so funny because I was like, you know, it's almost like, yeah, you could like want me yeah. and be nice to me sometimes, Bennett. Like, well, but she was it's just a very... double, trust me, it's a double edged sword. Right, right. I mean, it, I would it, be lying if I didn't. Like, listen, she's my only kid, and I'm like, we're like two little peas in a pod. I love that kid so much, and I like, I want her to be glued to my side as right, well. Right, but right. ultimately, you know, we've it gotta, was just we yeah. gotta let go a little bit. Um, it was yeah. just funny that Bennett was like, "Yeah, she kept wanting her mom." Even and Bennett she, was like, hmm. "She was like, yeah, I don't really want she you would, ever. Would like, play I don't for, ever need yeah, you around. Would play like, for you a little bit, go. and then she's like, run back and be like, you still here? Yeah, good. you good? Okay, I see you. All right, okay, okay bye. Yeah. So, Whereas um, Bennett's like, can I climb over the fence yeah, and leave? Like, are and you cool like, that I'm just gonna like yeah. flip over this slide real quick, go down. She was going down face first on the the slide. Yeah, she was. Yeah, the opposite. Um, but anyway, I'm glad it's going better, and it only gets easier. Right? I told you I this hope, the first week. Like, it only gets I better. Hope, I hope. Um, and then yeah. once she gets into the swing of it, it's, she's just going to be, like, all about it. She's going to be gone. She'll, soon yeah. she'll be a teenager, and then she'll go to and college. She'll, and, and then, then she'll, she'll be body shaming you. Yeah, and then she'll be body shaming me. It's basically all all downhill from here. Yeah. So, so enjoy the next, like, couple weeks okay. before it all slides down. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. But happy win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we'll keep you um, posted on the preschool saga as well as the ongoing COVID saga in our yeah, lives. Stay safe out there, guys. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening.